Friends, our scripture reading comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. In that region, there were shepherds living in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer, the one who invites us into the Christmas story so that we may find joy and realize how connected we are to you. Amen. So a few days after COVID cases really began to spread here in America, before we had made the decision as a church to postpone our first worship service, or at least move that worship service online, I called a good friend of mine and uh, trusted confidant, Neil Mosley, and we had a conversation about what this pandemic was going to mean for the church. And I remember saying to him uh, that first week, I don't think we're going to be worshiping in person for Easter. And it is amazing and, and quite remarkable how unimaginable tonight is for us. The fact that we are still here in this posture of social distancing, of churches moving primarily or predominantly online, we have still yet to see one another face to face in months. It is strange and odd and, of course, it was unimaginable at the time. Even more unimaginable than, than that is the turmoil our country faced really countrywide through the protests and the demonstrations that we saw in the spring and early summer. These protests and demonstrations, these folks in the street pulling with great strength all of us towards a long overdue reckoning with our country's original sin. And then, of course, as the summer 
went on and we moved into the fall, we continue to see the death toll that this pandemic has had on our country and world. These numbers and statistics started getting a little closer to home and all of a sudden it wasn't just numbers and statistics, it was loved ones and coworkers and friends and neighbors. Of course, we had a contentious and unprecedented presidential election clearly highlighting the divide between political parties. And we see the wedge that this has caused and the wedge that is dividing and sowing distrust, not only between political affiliations, but also between families and friends, communities, and even churches. And yet, here we are. At the end of this year, still creating space, still waiting and wanting and expecting something better. Tonight we gather awaiting a savior be born to us. This evening, right here, right now. And honestly, it feels or at least it seems like this is our last opportunity to salvage anything rather redeemable from this year. And I am glad to be here with you, kind of alone together. I've been preaching in an empty sanctuary for months. You've been confined to home for church. We haven't seen one another. We haven't bumped into each other, shared a cup of coffee. We haven't shared the same space, it is hard to feel like we are connected. We are separated from family, we're cut off from friends and neighbors, we're challenged by our work conditions, and yet here in this hour, in this moment, right here and right now, we are together. Tonight we have carved out holy space and the time we need to hear, to ponder, and to dream about Jesus' birth once more. And it is in this moment, this moment of sacred singing, of candle lighting, of prayer offering worship, I feel deeply connected to you all and to our Creator There is indeed a true notion of joy that springs up when I realize how strong the ties are that bind us together. It's not those things in which minds can be won or lost or political parties can exploit. Those aren't the things that bind us together. We aren't bound together by zip codes or identities or race or sexual orientation, nor are we bound by our baptism methods or theological musings or even our shared distaste for the Dallas Cowboys season or Brussels sprouts. What truly binds us together, what truly connects us tonight is our relatedness and our kinship that transcends preference. We are a beloved people, and we share that in common. We are beloved by our creator. For the past several weeks, we've been asking, how do we experience this elusive joy? And tonight, 
I can with much confidence tell you joy becomes an experience for us that is birthed out of this realization of our relatedness. In fact, joy becomes ours on Christmas Eve when we not only recognize how we are connected to one another, but when we also begin to recognize how connected we are to our creator. Christmas has always been a sign of God's unwielding love for us. In the the incarnation, this idea of God showing up in the form of a baby, of breathing our air and drinking our water and learning our words and feeling our emotions and thinking our thoughts is a sign that God indeed chooses us. And that choice leads to the embodiment of God's love in the flesh. God knows us. And God's love is bound up in the relationship between the divine and creation, so much so that God finds it necessary to invite a bunch of shepherds and strangers into the holy place, right? Into this moment of God inbreaking into the world. Shepherds and strangers show up to witness Jesus' birth. Shepherds who have no idea who Jesus is walk away from that encounter with Christ and couldn't help but tell the world about it. Tonight, we have an opportunity to experience joy. Joy that is not created out of our own doing. Joy that is not ours because we can afford it or because we have simply stumbled upon it. But joy that is given by the retelling of Christ's birth, joy that is given to us by knowing that God decides to show up in the brokenness, in the heartache, in the pain of this world and bring us true good news. That there is nothing that can separate us from God. And it is that relatedness that ability for us to be in connection with the divine on a night like tonight that reminds me there's nothing that can separate us from one another. We can find joy in knowing that God chooses us and reveals God's greatest hopes in the form of a baby born in a forgotten place to an average family, And so, if that's it, if that is the totality of the story, God choosing us, what are we to make of tonight? What are we to make of tonight in this odd and challenging year? What are we to make of this night when we can't be with the ones we love, when traditions are left undone and proper greetings are left unsaid. What are we to do with a night like this? We are to find joy in the things that remain. We are to find joy in the promises kept by God. 
We are to experience joy because of the ways we are still bound together. Ways that we continue to be connected, related, bound by God's love for us and our love for one another. And so God's love for you and for me is witnessed once again tonight. And tonight it can be a sense of joy. And I hope and pray it can be a sense of peace and hope and love for all of us. We have no way of knowing what the future holds. And we have really, we'll have a difficult time making sense of what has happened over this past year. But tonight we can be sure that God's love connects us. And it brings me much joy to be with you in this space in this strange year. I'll continue to pray for you and for our church. I hope you'll continue to pray for the staff as we continue walking in the wilderness into a new year. But friends, I feel connected to you. And I hope you feel connected to our work. And most importantly, may you find joy tonight knowing that it is all because we have found this relatedness to God. It's in the name of the one born to us this season. Amen.